For me, nothing has been overnight. Being lost was once a place I thought I would never get out of. I realize now that overnight success comes down to one ultimate decision. Surrender. Things can move as fast as you want them to. Surrender to the process and leave no room for blocks. We're a brand for those who believe in fulfilling true potential. A brand that dreams of a higher calling. As a collective, we represent a community longing to step away from the traditional education system and leaning on one another in the trenches of our work. We set to be the brand that will unite meaning, mentors, and mindfulness as we all become masters of our own 10,000 hour rule. What's going on guys? Mark Forster, AKA Professor Doughboy, back with another episode today. And we actually have uh, something quite special. Good guy that I ended up getting connected with um, in our brotherhood group, Wake Up Wealthy. I'm sure you guys are familiar with that as well. Uh, but today we have Aaron Golub on, and I need you guys to pay attention. Um, first, legally blind D1 athlete. Uh, he played at Tulane uh, University, uh, was a snapper for the football team there. Um, and he is getting into a lot with his speaking career. Um, so really, you know, any adversity you guys are facing, pay attention to this episode, pay attention to this journey. Um, there's going to be a lot of insight that he's going to be able to really instill. Um, and I'm looking forward to it because it's probably going to jack me up too. So Aaron, appreciate you being on today, man. Thanks so much for having me, man. I've really enjoyed getting to know you over this past couple of months. Yeah, dude. I mean, <clears throat> it's, uh, it was a shocker for me when I originally heard, um, again, the whole legally blind thing. And, you know, I'd love to hear really about how you grew up. Like, when did that really impact your life? Um, so really would love to just hear really the whole like journey, like where did you start and like what, where it took you now? Yeah, man. So I guess for your listeners to kind of explain, so I'm legally blind. And what that means for me is I have no vision at all in my right eye. And then, so imagine if you just close your right eye and then on the front of your left eye, if you take your thumb and your pointer finger, you make a circle out of them. And then you kind of make that even smaller to maybe two thirds of the size of a dime. And you hold that in front of your eye, your left eye. That's about the field of vision that I have. But then out of that, most people see 20-20 vision. Out of that small hole, my vision is about 2200. So what you see at 200 feet away, I'll see it about 20 feet away. Um, so that's about my field of vision, just to kind of explain to people. But yeah, I mean, I mean growing up, there were definitely a lot of challenges being legally blind. And, and honestly, I'm so thankful for the way my parents raised me because they would have much rather seen me struggle and challenge myself with a task, no matter how small growing up, than do it for me and, and allow me to get it done quicker. And I think that instilled something in me that I have today. You know, it, it challenged me, it caused me to learn, and I didn't just take the easy way out of everything, which was, which was awesome. I mean, growing up, I was never the most athletic kid, never the most confident kid. I was often picked last for sports, you know, wasn't 
like I said, wasn't very athletic, but I wanted to play sports. I played tons of sports. And growing in seventh grade, I said, I want to play football. So I tried, but, you know, it was hard. I was undersized and legally blind. So I was playing offense and defensive line because, I, you know, I couldn't play a skill position like quarterback or receiver. So I was playing offense and defensive line, but I wasn't really playing. And by that, I mean, I would get in at the end of the games, you know, during, you know, garbage time when you're either up big or down big, but that wasn't playing. That's not really playing football. So at the end of my sophomore season, I said, how can I really play and how can I play in college? And I found long snapping and I decided that if I got good enough and I worked hard enough, then I might have a shot. So I basically just started, I showed up to school every single day at 5 a.m., started practicing long snapping before school, started lifting weights every single day after school, whether I had practice or not after practice or after school, and just continued to do that until, you know, eventually Tulane gave me a shot. And, and I'm so thankful that they did because, you know, I, I earned that opportunity and, and you know, that was an, an amazing opportunity they gave me. That's wild. So you were born this way. Yeah. Shit. Shit. <clears throat> what, um, what did your parents like, how supportive were they during this whole process? Like a kid, I mean, you know, you're 16, 17, eight years, years old, uh, you know, practicing before school, 5am, like you were saying, like, were they, you know, quote unquote worried, like, right. Like, Oh, I got to protect my son. Or like, were they really supportive the whole time? You know, my parents were always definitely nervous of me playing football just because there's always a chance of getting hurt, but they, you know, I mean, they really just let me do what I wanted to do. I mean, in everything in life, which was great, you know, parents who, and honestly, it's the lesson for anyone who has a, a child or, or a friend or a relative who has a disability. You know, if you do things for them and you constantly worry about them, they're never going to grow. They're never going to learn. They're never going to change. Let them figure out things on their own. If they need help with something, they'll ask you for help. Or, or it depends on the situation. But don't just do everything for them and be overprotective. But, you know, they, they were never going to push me to be really good at football either. So, you know, my dad never said to me, hey, do you want to go out and snap? It's Saturday. Or do you want to go to school tomorrow morning and snap? But he would go with me every morning. And so if I said, hey, dad, tomorrow morning, 5 a.m., right? Yep, see you in the morning. He went with me every single morning, caught my snap, helped me go over film helped me get ready because he was willing to put in that effort if I was willing to put in that effort. He was never going to say, let's go in the backyard and snap. But if I said, dad, can we go outside and snap? Can we go tomorrow morning and snap? He was always willing to help me, which, which I'm so thankful for. That's a, uh, yeah, dude, not too many parents, I think, have that. Um, I mean, everybody supports you, you know, but, you know, even like with what you have going on, like, I don't see too many parents wanting to do all of that, you know. Um, besides that, was it just like a chip on your shoulder this whole time? Like what made you say, dude, yeah. fuck it? You know what I mean? No, totally. And, and I think honestly, it, 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 it was. It was definitely a chip that I said I wanted to play Division One football. I was very stubborn. I wouldn't even consider playing, you know, D2, D3, D1AA. When I said I wanted to play in college – I said, I'm going to play D1 or bust. And yeah. Literally, I talked to like maybe one or two D3 schools because my dad said, let's, let's talk to them in case just as a backup. But I really didn't have an interest. You know, I, and I was really, I was telling people, oh, I'm going to go play Division One football. And people thought I was fucking nuts. Like no one thought I was going to, going to do that. But I was able to do it. And, and I was able to persevere through it. And I think it's something that I, I take and still have on my shoulder with everything I do in life now. I mean, with my business, with speaking, with everything I'm doing, I want to push myself as hard as possible because, you know, I don't want to be known as like the best legally blind football player, the best 
legally blind speaker, whatever it may be, I want to be known as the best speaker in the world. I want to be known as the best. Like, I don't want that to be the thing that defines me. Yeah. It, like, like a crutch almost. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I want to get to speaking um, because I think that's huge. And, you know, again, turning something that some people would just give up on, uh, turning it into an outlet in a vehicle that others are be able to really benefit from. Um, but I am kind of curious, like stepping onto to, uh, the university <clears throat> and, and getting into that environment was, was like campus life hard for you? Like what was that transition like? Uh, I mean, man, it was definitely hard and challenging in the sense that, you know, I didn't know my way around. It was a new campus, a new environment and, you know, new places are hard for me just to learn my way around. But, you know, I showed up early to school. I was there, you know, a month or two early with, you know, a hundred teammates that quickly became best friends. And, you know, they were always there for me whenever I needed something. I mean, it was something when I got there, I knew that I needed to continue to continue to earn work hard to earn my teammates trust and respect because they didn't know me yet. But I quickly was able to do that through my work ethic and, you know, became very close with them. And, and I think that helped a lot having that group. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, you know, chip on your shoulder, um, the community in itself, because growing up playing sports, I think, especially in that age, you know, um, without knowing another individual or without knowing somebody that's new to the team, you know, sometimes, you know, some guys are definitely with you 100% before getting to know you. And some guys kind of are like, who the fuck's this kid? Like, did you face any adversity within your team at first? No, I don't think so. I mean, yeah. I think that, you know, maybe at first people were like, how is he good? Because he's legally blind and just didn't, didn't know. But I think I was quickly able to show them during practice, during workouts, during everything that I would push myself, you know, extremely hard. And, you know, if someone had doubts in me, I think I quickly, you know, squashed those doubts just by the way I act. Yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, in the first 10 minutes of this phone, you know, this interview, it's already making myself aware and the listeners aware of, like, what's your excuse? And that's I something, mean, yeah. yeah, you know, that's something that I am like, now I can operate the rest of my day if I don't feel like doing something or, you know, my emotions get in and, you know, oh, I don't want to make this phone call, like, really, like, what is the excuse? You know, you have an example in front of you that has proven so much in a short amount of time, 24 years old, like you can do whatever you want. Don't let certain situations and certain circumstances stop you. Like that's a powerful thing. And I'm sure it's crossed into all of your habits as well. I mean, totally. I mean, not saying that, you know, I'm not perfect. I, I struggle with a lot of things on a daily basis, you know, doing certain things. You know, I know you, you and I are both in that brotherhood and we, we have routines, we have, you know, non-negotiable stuff and, you know, all of that can be hard and can be, you know, you can forget to do something one day, but it's, it's not about being perfect. It's not about doing everything you need to do every day. It's about doing as much as you can and then looking back on it, you know, a couple times a day or at the end of the day and saying, I did this today. I wasn't able to do this. Why didn't I do this? And if you can do it right then and there, awesome. But if you can't, if, if something happened where you missed your work non-negotiables or you didn't do your morning routine, then just make a note of it and realize that you didn't do it and just be better the next day. It's not about being perfect. It's about improving and getting better every single day. Yeah. 
Yeah. Has that mindset been with you for the majority of like your college experience and now into speaking? Like, has that always been something you've been aware of? So, uh, yes. I mean, I think that I've always had a tremendous mindset of let's just go out there and get better. You know, one of my issues that I, you know, still work on today is the fact that I want everything and I want it now. Yeah, I don't yeah, like yeah. waiting for things. Yeah. And, you know, I want to see results. And it's something that I still struggle with on a daily basis. You know, I want more clients. I want more speaking opportunities. I want all this, you know, I, and I want it to happen now. And I don't like to wait. But I, you know, understand and I realize that waiting is okay and things come as long as you trust the process but i don't enjoy the wait right right yeah none of us none of us really do but you know you're an example that now i can lean on and now the listeners can lean on like you are an example of trusting the process of hey if i just carry this axe every single day and i chop the wood no matter how i'm feeling and i just do the work things are going to materialize Right. And you're a perfect example of that. Um, so look, I appreciate you being here today with us. And, you know, what made you, you know, you're out of school. Um, what made you say, you know what, I need to speak. What, what, what clicked in your mind that like triggered that first event? Yeah. I mean, so I've been working in business and I'm in a job that I love, but I think I was just missing something. I was missing the adrenaline rush, the, the, you know, atmosphere that I had when I was playing football. And I basically said to myself, how can I get this back? And, and I was thinking, you know, not only can I impact a lot of people's lives, but I can, I can really make a difference. I can really turn this into something, you know, become a speaker. And, and, and it's been awesome. It's been incredible to be able to speak on stages, speak over Zoom calls a lot recently because of the pandemic, you know, do a lot of podcasts and, and see the impact on the people that I'm talking to, whether it's a podcast like this or, you know, a Zoom call in front of a hundred people or a few hundred people. And it's, it's been fantastic and I've really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. And talk to me, like, <clears throat> what are, um, cause I'm sure everything is a little different, uh, depending upon the group that you're speaking to, but what touch points do you typically like to talk about during these, uh, engagements? Yeah. So, you know, this, the, the main thing that I try and work in my speeches is the fact that I think I, I'm a strong believer that things in life happen for you and not to you. And, and to be honest, if I had the mindset that I have today, you know, when I was playing football, I don't have any idea what I could have accomplished because it would have been ridiculous right. because I didn't think this way back then. But my mindset now is that things happen for you and not to you. And by that, I mean that, you know, when you come, you know, have an obstacle, it's a life putting something to make you improve. So I strongly believe that being legally blind happened for me and not to me. And because of that, I mean that it, it happened for me because it allows me to pave the way for others in sports and in life. And it didn't happen to me. It's not a curse. It's a blessing, the fact that I'm legally blind. And then kind of digging deeper into that, I usually talk about, you know, the three P's that I think created success in my life. And that's planning and creating a plan, being passionate about what you do, you know, I, I strongly believe that whatever you do, if you want to be successful, pick goals, pick tasks that you're truly passionate about. And the last one is perseverance and pushing yourself past the point that you think you can achieve and, and, and do. The three P's, dude, that is, uh, that's a game changer. Um, and they're all so valuable. Like, <laughs> all of them are valuable. And let me ask you, which one do you think people fall short on? 
the planning, like which, which one is, do you, I think, in your, I think perseverance. Yeah. I think that people plan, people say, you know, and you see it every new year's people say, I'm going to lose 20 pounds this year. I'm going to go to the gym four times a week. Awesome. But then they don't fall through. So they made the plan, but they don't fall through. People are passionate about stuff. You know, same example. You know, I'm passionate about working out. I'm going to achieve this goal, but they don't fall through. It's the perseverance. You can say that. You can create a plan. You can be passionate about it. But if you don't continue to fall through and persevere through any challenge that's in your way, you're not going to achieve your goals. But if you do push yourself, if you work when no one else is working, if, if, if you work to the point that, you know, you're exhausted and, and, and then you, you, you get up and do it the same, same next day, then you're going to achieve success. It's not going to happen today. It's not going to happen tomorrow. But down the line, you will reap the benefits. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And like, <clears throat> as a quick tip too, because uh, let's keep on the, uh, like the weight loss analogy or, or example here. Do you have a tip for the listeners? You know, like, okay, Aaron, I set a plan. Uh, I'm absolutely passionate about it. But like when someone does hit a, a roadblock or a hurdle, like how do you, or maybe they fell off. How do you get that perseverance muscle to kind of like re-engage? Like, do you have any quick things that snap you back into place um, that you've been able to instill in others? I mean, honestly, you know, it's something that I think I used to just push through and, and, and just kind of grind, even if it wasn't healthy to do so. Um, And I think it's something where if you're really struggling to push forward in your work, then you probably don't love it and you're probably not passionate about it. And, and that goes with the same thing with the passion. If you're really struggling to put in the hours that you need to put in to achieve your goal, you probably don't love what you're doing and you should find a different career because I, I promise you, you can be successful in any career it is. Even if you don't think it's a career that can make a lot of money, you really can. If you're passionate about it, you create a plan and you persevere and just work you know, a thousand times harder than anyone else. But if you're doing something you don't love and don't enjoy, you're, you're never going to do that because you're going to work a few hours and you're going to get bored of it. You're going to hate it. and You're going to want to stop. But if you do things that you love and you enjoy, you're not going to feel that. And even when you do, you know, I still occasionally feel that. Get up, take a walk, take some deep breaths, you know, relax for five, 10 minutes every, every hour or two, but then, you know, keep doing that so you can push yourself longer that day. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that I've been doing a lot recently. Um, you know, I think as all of us try to go on this journey, whether on our own or, you know, we find a mentor that we want to kind of gravitate towards and kind of study and try to emulate, um, you know, I found myself getting caught up in this whole hamster wheel idea that I have to always keep going. And quite recently, you know, I've been more productive than I've ever been by giving myself short little breaks during the day to, again, go outside, take a quick walk, maybe hit a reset meditation, you know, take some deep breaths, take some powerful breaths before I get on another call. And the amount of energy, like things just seem to be so much more effortless when you're able to take a step back. Um, And I think, you know, maybe taking a step back encourages more perseverance. Um, so I'm, I'm glad that you touched upon that because I think a lot of the listeners right now think that this hamster wheel has to be forever. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Yeah, no, totally. And, and I completely agree. It's something that you do need to take steps back, like, like we both just said. I mean, it's something that I definitely struggle with. You know, I take breaks. I actually very recently started scheduling in. You know, I, I do my time block my day. And let's just say I'm playing from 8 to 8.50. Instead of, instead of time blocking, okay, I'm going to do this from 8 to 10. You know, I time block it from 8 to 8.50 and then a break for 10 minutes to do something. And then from 9 to 9.50. Because yeah. I was burning out way too soon during the day. And so I figured let's throw in some five or 10 minute breaks every hour and just, it, it's allowed me to be more energetic, work later at night and, just, you know, enjoy my day more. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Can you stay on that for me? Because one thing I know of you, a uh, very structured guy, right? I mean, it's in your P's, the whole planning thing. Like how impactful has time blocking been for you? And like, like just share like why why should people time block because because people don't give that enough attention you know oh i i completely agree and, and honestly six months ago a year ago i never used to time block and i thought it was ridiculous i thought that you know one of my mentors told me that you should time block but i never really dug into it with him and, and figured out why and i didn't time block. i would just persevere and push myself and just work 12 hour days and be exhausted and it was ridiculous but that wasn't the right thing to do. And I've learned that if you put in, you know, a break every hour, whether it's five minutes, whether it's 10 minutes, whether it's just a minute that you stand up, you take some deep breaths, and then you get back to work, you're going to have more energy and you're going to be able to go, go longer at what you're doing. It's so necessary. Instead of just sitting in front of a computer for 12 hours or, or doing whatever you're doing for that long, it's just, it's not beneficial because it's almost better you know, I know that, you know, for example, Julian talks about this all the time, though, how it's important to have the right state of mind when you're doing a task. And so if you're doing a task for one hour versus three hours, and depending on your state of mind, sometimes that one hour can be more powerful, and more beneficial than the three hours. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Um, as soon as I really bought into everything that Julian and Brody talk about, like with the time blocking, um, phone calls have been so much more effortless and I'm getting them done so much faster. And that, like, yeah. you know, what, what used to take me, you know, a whole day to make hundreds of calls. Now I'm, I'm cranking out almost the same amount of, of call volume in 90 to, you know, uh, two hour times. It's, it's just mind blowing how much yeah. time you can create when you become intentional with everything. Um, so oh, totally. I, and I, yeah. I agree this, with this everything you're saying. Yeah, dude, exactly. Exactly. Um, so you're building out this speaking thing. What next steps does that look like for you? Like what are some of the best people that you do speak to or, or really where do you see yourself building this yeah. business around? Totally. So, I mean, at the moment, I've spoken to companies, sales teams at companies, organizations, nonprofits, you know, college sports teams. You know, I'm really just in the process of expanding it to speaking to more teams, companies, organizations. Um, you know, right now, of course, a lot of them have to be over Zoom, unfortunately. You know, it's more fun to do it in person, but it is what it is. You know, expanding my social media and working on that so I can, you know, reach more people, you know, working on posting a lot more, which, I've never posted as much as I have in the last two months. Like it's, it's insane because I've realized that that's really going to help spread my message. And then, you know, different, different things. Like I'm, I'm looking into starting a podcast soon. You know, I'm kind of ironing out some details with that. 
but really just doing everything I can to get my message and the word out there. Yeah. 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 And like, I mean, it's a, it's a, it would be stupid for a university to turn down uh, an opportunity to have you speak um, just based off of what I know of you. Um, and then based off of this short conversation, like clearly there's people, athletes specifically yeah. that need that last P they need the perseverance. And, um, you know, can I just ask like, cause it took me a long time to, um, to really solidify within myself that things happen for me, not to me. Yeah. Did that take you a long time as well? Or was that something that you really tried to ingrain early on and carry through? I think, and, and that goes back to what I was saying. If I had the mindset I have now when I was playing football, it would have been ridiculous. I think that's something that happened in the last six months since I started speaking. Yeah. I think, although I always persevered and had a great mindset, you know, I always said, oh, like, it sucks that I can't drive or, you know, it, it sucks that I can't do this. You know, I was a happy person, of, of course, and I enjoyed what I was doing. But I, ne I never had that, you know, realization of my vision happened for me. It didn't happen to me until the last six months. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure, like, <clears throat> just knowing the past few months that we've been around, like, I didn't know you before. But what I can say is um, I've seen radical changes, you know. And, again, it's, it's how you show up on our other group calls. It's how you show up on our brotherhood check-ins, like – you got something, man. And, um, and I'm glad that we were able to connect and I'm glad that you're on here today because I think that people need to understand at the end of the day to make that adjustment, it, it, it's really not that hard, you know? And I think that some people overcomplicate this whole deal of, you know, how do I change my mindset or how do I do something in my business? And I think that people need to understand it's not this radical change that needs to be made. Sometimes it's just easy. Sometimes it's just this effortless thing of, yeah, this is, this is happening for me. And, you know, I'm on my own yeah. journey. I'm on my own and, path. And that being said, though, I mean, the small things are honestly sometimes are the most challenging. I mean, one of the things that I still struggle with is I know that Brody and Julian talk about is trying to meditate every day. And I, I, I do, but I'm, I'm not good at it. I really I have trouble sitting still. I like doing things. Um, and so honestly, it's hard for me to break past the 10 minute meditation. Like I, I, I really haven't done that yet. And then, you know, it's something that eventually I'll get to the point where I can, but you know, it's, I want to be doing things and I, you know, I do breath work and I do sit there and I relax and get calm and get focused on my day. But it's, you know, it's, it's a small thing like that. Like that's a, such a small task. You think like, it's so easy to sit for 15 minutes. I, I physically can't do it. And I just, I will get to the point that I can, but I, I haven't been able to do it longer than like five, 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It took me a while too. Like it took me maybe three months of, of doing that every single day to like, Oh dude, now I'm seeing the impact, you know, which again, small things add up like you were saying. Um, so if you were to speak to a group, but you know, really kind of dialing it back to you, um, because you're pretty, you're pretty aware of a lot of different stuff. Like what would you tell yourself at 18 years old, heading into their freshman year? What would you tell any 
college athlete right now, regardless if they're a first year freshman or they're about to wrap up their senior year, like what things do you instill in them and speak into them that really has impact? Honestly, I think two things. And the first one is things happen for you and not to you. The second one is don't give a shit about anyone else's opinion or what they think of you. Because as soon as you care what other people think, you get stuck in your head and you get worried about different things. Do what makes you happy, do what you want to do and push yourself as hard as you can. But as soon as you care and think about, oh, what if this person thinks this, then, then no, you're already just in your head and you're setting yourself behind. Don't care what other people think. Yeah. Did that take a long time for you? I think it depends on the situation, but yeah, I think I definitely, you know, I used to probably do actions based on what I thought was the right thing to do or based on what I thought other people would enjoy or like. And, and, and that's not the case anymore. I do what, what I want to do and I don't care about other people's opinions. The same thing with like the whole social media thing. I mean, I never used to post a ton. I posted stuff when I thought it was great, but I like spent a lot of time of like, oh, this is when I'll post this Instagram post. And over the past six months, I've been posting a lot more. And that first post about speaking, it was hard. I sat there for like 10 or 15 minutes before I posted it. But ever since then, like, you know, I've just been doing a ton and I don't think about it. I post what I feel like posting or what I think of that day. I don't plan out my posts anymore. You know, I, I find a picture, I find a quote, whatever I want. And I just write a caption, you know, look it over to edit it. But I don't, I don't care if someone else doesn't like what I post, like tough crap. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Action over opinion. I, yeah. I, I really, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, so when it comes to speaking, um, what do you kind of have up and coming with yourself and how can we, um, you know, get involved? How can we book you? How can we find out more about, you know, all the stuff that you're doing for, uh, for the speaking? Definitely. And I mean, the nice thing about zoom right now is the fact that although everything's going on, I've been able to do a bunch of speaking events, you know, from home, probably, I mean, more than I, I would be able to do outside of this pandemic, just because I don't need to travel, I can do it from my apartment. So, you know, I, I have a bunch booked and I'm always looking for more. You know, you can book me on, you know, either DM me on Instagram. My Instagram handle is at Aaron J. Golub, or just go to my website. You can send me an email through that. It's AaronGollub.com. Sick, sick. Um, yeah, I will put all of those in the show notes for everybody. Um, and I have two more questions. Um, and one of them I'm very interested in. I know we had a little conversation about it. Uh, so I hate to put you on blast, man, but I have to, um, what do you think you are going to do in terms of trying to get on a practice squad? You think you're going to end up trying to do that, man? I mean, I would love to. It's something that I've put out feelers, um, and we'll see what happens. You know, uh, let's put it this way. I'm in shape and I'm ready if the opportunity comes. I don't know if the opportunity is going to come, but, you know, I already work out anyways, and I enjoy lifting weights, so I figured why not, you know, just, you know, start eating a little differently and, and do a couple small changes so I'm ready in case the opportunity comes. And I don't know. I, you know, honestly it's completely up in there i don't know what will happen if it comes i'm ready if not it's completely fine yeah yeah that's sick hey any any of you listeners out there if you got a connection man bring it bring it to the table bring it to aaron um last question before we wrap i always like to um really leave with our guests um just delivering some form of quote-unquote homework to the listeners so you know between now 
and uh, the next episode that comes out. So between now and next week, you know, being the overnight success university, what homework would you say the listeners should try to complete by next week? Um, again, mindset, body, business, what do you think could be the most beneficial for them to really take advantage of and really take control of? I think take a step back and really take a look at yourself, your life, what you're doing in your business, everything. And think about, you know, is this what I enjoy doing? Is what I'm doing for it making an impact? I mean, am I showing up powerfully every single day? And if you're not showing up powerfully, if you don't enjoy what you're doing, it, it, you know, if, if there's those questions, the answer is no, then think about why the answer is no. Think about what you can do to fix that. And, you know, does that mean getting a new job? I don't know. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it just means you need to make some adjustments to what you do in your day-to-day life to make you enjoy what you're doing with your job, your career, your family more. Just think about what you can do to have you know, a greater day and a greater life. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, there's a lot here. Um, but the biggest thing that you all need to understand is you can accomplish so much more than you even probably think you can. Um, rewind this, listen to the three P's, like absolutely embody those, right? Planning, passion, perseverance. Um, Those are elements that all of us must have. And if you feel like you're falling behind on any of them, guys, like, please reach out, reach out to Aaron, give him a DM. Like he's very open. He's very accessible. I guarantee he would give any of you guys time. Um, and if you want to hear more of the story, again, I'm going to put his Instagram, um, down below. Um, I'm going to put his website down below if anyone is interested in his speaking. Um, but dude, I appreciate you coming on today. Um, I appreciate the homework assignment. Uh, I appreciate everything that you've been able to really just tell us and, and give us our own little motivation that we can do much more. So I appreciate your time, man. Definitely. Thanks so much for having me, man. Really appreciate it. I hope you have a great day. Yeah, Aaron, I hope you do too. Guys, please do that homework. And until next week, class dismissed. Thanks for listening to Overnight Success U with Mark Forster, aka Professor Doughboy. If you like our show, go ahead, leave us a review on iTunes. And be sure to follow me on Instagram at the Mark Forster for daily content and insight into the day-to-day journey. There, you can also find resources I've provided for access to the OSU community, along with the opportunity to schedule time on my calendar to talk further and go more in depth as to what challenges you're facing in business and life. Until next week, class dismissed.